to the Happy Whole You podcast. I'm Anna Marie Frank, your brain health and wellness expert. Here we talk about all things wellness with a focus on how your brain functions. So the daily impact of our physical, nutritional, financial, even spiritual lives, how they impact our brain, including how we navigate all of our relationships on a daily basis, all have a major impact on how our brain functions. So get ready to rewire your biology and your brain because we have a lot of great information ahead. Hello, hello, amazing, beautiful people. I'm excited, of course, to say that at the beginning of every podcast, but I truly do get excited to share with you just fun facts and good information about our bodies and just things that make me happy to learn about. So today I want to talk to you about your brain. I love the brain and it wasn't until I got my brain right, got it functioning well, (laughs) that I was able to really step into true happiness and success in my life. I would eat healthy, I would exercise, but I still didn't have my brain right. And it's important to get your brain right. But there are these external factors with nutrition, with exercise that influence how our brain functions. So I do want to talk to you about just some little facts about the brain that will get you really thinking more about your brain and thinking more about your brain health. Because I believe we talk about a lot of, you know, breast health, we talk about heart health, we talk about, you know, nutrition, all this stuff, but we don't talk about brain health enough. So I don't know if you know this, but your brain actually uses more oxygen per unit of tissue than any other organ. Okay, so it is very demanding and it has that higher energy requirement per tissue than any other organ. So really what this means is our brain is susceptible also to oxidative stress and free radicals more than any other tissue. So if it's consuming more oxygen, then it is actually when it's consuming more, it actually has a higher rate of being able to have more damage. And then your brain also has a very high lipid content. So I don't know if you know this, but your brain is actually 60% of your brain's mass is actually fat. So you are a fat head. I am a fat head and it's good to be a fat head. So we need to fill our brains with good, yummy, healthy fats. And then the average brain, I mean, this varies, but about three pounds to 3.3 pounds per person. And so that makes up about 2% of somebody's body weight. So your brain um, is only 2% of your body, but yet it uses more calories per unit per tissue, more oxygen per unit per tissue than any other organ in the body. So it's very, very demanding. Okay. So one thing that we can do to really ensure that our brain is functioning well is we must stay hydrated. So staying hydrated is so important. There was a study by this British psychology society and they presented that undergraduate students who actually brought a water bottle to their exams actually performed about 4.8% better on the exams. And I'll put that link in the show notes. Um, may not seem like much, but I'll take 4.8% better than um, by drinking water than 
when I take a test than if I hadn't drank water. So any little hack we can do to make ourselves better, I think is important. So that was a pretty interesting study that I read in keeping your uh, brain hydrated has actually been shown to help with like problem solving, improve cognitive memory, improve reaction time, your mood can help with, you know, reducing anxiety levels. And it also helps prevent headaches. So if you all of a sudden get a headache, the first thing you should probably do is drink a big glass of water. Some people are like, well, I don't know how much water to drink. And my rule of thumb is drinking half your weight in ounces of water a day, uh, spreading that out throughout the day. And then also if you do exercise, make sure for every 15 minutes of sweating and exercise, replenish your body with about four to six ounces of water to help you with that. And then the next thing you can do to help protect your brain and keep your brain functioning is to watch your sugar and carbohydrate intake. So high carbohydrate and sugar diets are not our brain's friend (laughs) and it impacts high sugar and carbohydrates impact how our brain functions, you know, our mood and our overall well-being. And I feel like, you know, in the mornings in America, at least it's like, carbohydrates galore in our diets. And I've heard people say, oh, we'll eat all your carbs in the morning because then you have all day to burn them off. When really, I think we shouldn't be consuming as many carbohydrates as we are. I mean, the average American consumes about 57 pounds of sugar per year, which is way too much. And also sugar is hidden in about 74% of all packaged foods. So a lot of people will be on the run or they have cereal in the morning, which I think is like the number one worst thing we could put in our body in the morning is cereal with milk. And our kids are getting all this packaged food in the morning and these high carbohydrates. And I know that I believe it's 51% of school lunches have to consume of 51% have to consume of wheat. So when they're going to school in the morning, these kids, and they're getting these cereals, they may be controlled in a hundred calorie pack, right? But there is a lot of sugar and carbohydrates. And, you know, we got to remember that carbohydrates convert to sugars in the body. So it may say, oh, 18 carbohydrates, but then only four grams of sugar that really when you put it in the body, it doesn't mean it's only four grams of sugar. And, you know, all these packaged foods that have hidden sugars, they have, like, if you read the label, it'll say, like, things like corn syrup, fructose, like agave nectar, barley malt, uh, beet sugars, brown sugar, I'm trying to think, dextrin, fruit juice, malt sugar. I mean, there's, like, a ton ton, ton, ton of names for sugars. And I'll actually put a link in the show notes of there's about 61 names of sugar that I found. So I will put that link in the show notes. You can, you can look and see what those names are. And then what we need to remember is sugar lights up the reward pathways in the brain, right? So the more we light up those reward pathways in the brain, we want it more and more and more. And when these pathways are lit up with sugar, they can also be lit up with drugs. So sugar is technically a drug. I mean, I think we need to talk about that more and too many kids and adults, we are getting way too much sugar in our diets. And I mean, it's one thing to like have a nice dark piece of chocolate and you have that and you like it and it's just very satisfying. 
But when you sit there and eat a whole bag of chocolates, that's when the problem comes into play because it's the high frequency eating these sugars over and over that you're going to create these big addiction pathways and we do not want that. So there was a study in 2012 from UCLA and it showed that a diet high in fructose, which is another name for sugar, hindered people's memory and it slowed down the brain from functioning. And this happens when we actually develop a resistance to insulin. Insulin is our hormone that controls sugar. And insulin actually is not a bad thing. It's good. It actually strengthens the synaptic connections in the brain. So it helps our neurons communicate better. But when our insulin is impaired, our cognitive function becomes impaired And that is not a good thing. So a little bit of insulin is good, but way too much insulin or impaired insulin where our body can't properly make insulin, our brains are not going to function well. Um, And you've probably experienced, you know, sugar crash where your blood sugar goes up, crashes down. And this is where we feel fatigue. We get brain fog. You know, we have low energy. Um, This can also trigger depression, which is very, very common. I used to have this. I used to be a high carbohydrate I used to go run so many miles and I thought, oh, I'm a distance runner. I need to eat carbohydrates. And I was the most depressed, the most inflamed I've ever been in my life. And it was the high carbohydrate combined with the high long endurance training that really was impacting my brain. And I thought I was okay because I thought I was, oh, I'm eating granola. You know, I'm having honey. I'm eating these healthy sugars and these healthy complex carbohydrates. And it was just way too much. And it was not healthy for me. It wasn't until I cut back my sugar intake and I started to add more proteins and healthy fats to my diet that I really started to feel and a big shift in my mood and in my body and how I felt overall my energy levels. So pay attention to how much carbohydrates you are taking because when we eat carbohydrates, they are converted into sugars in the body. So we definitely don't want to have too much sugar, too many carbohydrates and constantly be overactivating the neurotransmitter that's a mood booster, which is our serotonin neurotransmitter, because when we are constantly overactivating it and pushing and boosting that that serotonin in the brain what happens is we start to deplete our supplies of that serotonin which can lead to that depression and then chronic high blood sugar also is inflammatory not only to the brain but to the whole body so anything that inflames the body is going to inflame the brain because remember our brains are utilizing a lot of the energies and the oxygen and everything that we're putting in our body is our our brain is utilizing it first and so like low carbohydrate diet i think is good some people really like ketogenic diet if you have an issue with your gallbladder that may be a challenging diet for you or like the mediterranean diet there's some good carbohydrates in that but anything that you can be eating that is anti-inflammatory to your body um, see how your body responds to food those are the foods that you should be eating that you know do not cause inflammation to your body and really simple you guys just think of eating real food and cut out packaged foods just to start so try to go a whole week without eating packaged foods and then see how you feel from there. So some tips to really restore your brain health. So we know we want to stay hydrated. It's important that 
our, we're hydrated for our brain to function well. We, it's important for us to eat more of a low carbohydrate diet, really look at the sugar intake that we're having, try to stay package free, package free foods for our diet. Some supplements that are good to actually support brain health, just you know, these ingredients I have found, there's some different research out there. And I talked about in another podcast, you know, the curcumin, the resveratrol, I'll put links to these supplements in the show notes. So curcumin and resveratrol are good for the brain because they're also both anti-inflammatory in the body. And ginkgo has been shown to be good for brain function and then decaffeinated green tea. B vitamins, of course, are great. And then taking some good, healthy omega fatty acids, really good. Because remember, our brain loves, loves, loves fat. (laughs) And then also make sure you are breathing. Breathing is so important, obviously, because it puts oxygen in our body. But taking some time every day to take some slow deep breaths has also been shown to, you know, lower stress and increase oxygen to the brain because it's, we want to constantly be feeding our brain with nutrients and oxygen. And the way we do that is through our vascular system, through our blood and through our breath. So it's important to keep your lungs and your breathing really, really strong. And then also exercise. So you keep that vascular system really strong and exercise is good because it forces that blood flow to the brain, which brings that those oxygen and nutrients to the brain. So try this, try one day, whether it's today or tomorrow, four times out of the day, moving your body for two minutes. So like if you work at a desk, maybe you stand up, you walk around the office for two minutes, or maybe you just stand up and you do like some air squats for two minutes, anything you could do for two minutes just to get blood flow to that brain, you're going to probably find that you are able to focus better, that you have more clarity, and that you just feel a little bit better. Um, And again, that's just like two minutes, four times a day. I mean, start with one minute, four times a day. I mean, whatever you'll do, do it. And I want you to notice and feel the difference in your body and in your brain function. So I hope you guys like this little podcast on just some fun facts about the brain, some things we can do real quick to restore our brain health. So be sure you stay hydrated, lower those carbohydrates, take some supplements to really fuel that brain, make sure you're breathing and moving that body to exercise, get that vascular system going, because it's so important that we take care of our brain health. As we know, and you've probably heard over the next 20 years, the rate of dementia and Alzheimer's is drastically increasing. And the way we can improve our brain health is by doing these things, because these are the things that we have control over. We have control over what we put in our body every day. We have control over our breathing. We have control over how we move our body. So take advantage of all these little hacks that you can do to increase that brain function. And stay tuned because I have a lot more good stuff coming your guys' way. Have a great week. Thanks for joining us today, you guys, on this Happy Whole You podcast. We are so stoked that you are listening. And if you have questions or want to reach out to us, you can always email us at info at happyholeyou.com. And you know where to find us at Happy Whole You on Facebook and at Happy Whole You on Instagram. So have a wonderful day. Have a great week. And we will see you soon.